today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savell. Am I committed? Do I have a committed faith? Do I want God's best? Then, as Brother Hagin used to say, if I'm prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6, talking about, once again, why some failed to receive God's best. And let's begin in verse 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Diligence. Everybody say diligence. diligence. One of the definitions of diligence is uh, making a steady effort to continue making a steady effort to keep going forward. Amen? Diligence. That's a word that a lot of Christians don't like. And that's the reason why a lot of Christians are missing out on God's best. They're not diligent. Now, there are a lot of good starters. I've met them all over the world. And not all of them are still with us because it takes more than being a good starter. What God's looking for is good finishers. Now, I was that way before I came to the Lord. I was a, I was a good starter. I'd get impressed or inspired, and, and I'd get involved in something, and I'd give it my all for a while. If there was pressure, then, you know, I'd find a way to get out of it. I was uh, looking for the path of least resistance, when Carol and I first married back in 1966, my dad had taught me automotive work. I, was, I had been trained to do paint and body work, and that's all I ever really wanted to do. I grew up around uh, my dad restoring classic cars and building hot rods and race cars, and dad had several hot rods published in hot rod magazines back in the 50s, and, and that was my whole life. And uh, so when Carol and I married, uh, I began working at the uh, uh, Mercury Lincoln dealership doing paint and body work, well, body work in particular. And uh, I wore uniforms. It was a light gray uniform on top and a dark, I mean, a, a light uh, brown shirt and a dark brown slacks. And on here, it had Harder Lincoln Mercury, Jerry. That's what I wore every day. In fact, I'd come home, take a shower, and put on a clean uniform. <laughs> Carolyn would say, why do you wear those stupid uniforms even when we go out to eat? I'd say, you never know. Somebody might have a wreck. <laughs> now, it was my own billboard. And, uh, <clears throat> and so... One morning, I came in for breakfast. How many of you remember when families had breakfast together? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so Carolyn was always a good cook. And I, I got up one morning for breakfast, and I came in there with a light blue shirt and dark blue slacks. And it had Chevy Land, Jerry. Carolyn said, did you have on brown pants yesterday? I said, yes. She said, where'd you get those blue ones? 
I said, well, I work for Chevy Land now. She said, well, you did work for the Lincoln dealership. I said, yes. Well, why don't you work there now? Well, they made me mad. And I showed them, I quit. It wasn't long after that, I came in with a light green uniform <laughs> and dark green slacks. She said, well, why are you wearing those slacks? I said, I work for Hullet Buick now. <laughs> Hullet Buick, Jerry, I was Jerry. I was, I was a good starter, but I was not a good finisher. And so when I came to the Lord, the first scripture that I ever read, this is 1969, first scripture I ever read was John chapter eight, verse 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciple indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And that little word continue got as big as my Bible, and it jumped off the pages and into my heart. And I heard the Lord say this, if you don't develop the art of continuing, you will never be what I want you to be, and you'll never have what I want you to have. So we're talking about consistency. Consistency. Inconsistency is one of the major reasons why a lot of people don't experience God's best. Now that day, uh, I made the decision that inconsistency was no longer going to be a part of my nature, my makeup. It's not the way I was going to live. And I stood up that day and I said, Lord, from this day forward, I will continue in everything I start. I am not a quitter anymore. I'm a finisher, praise God. Amen. And you have to, you, at some point, you have to make that decision. If you don't, then you'll always look for an opportunity to quit. And Satan will bring you plenty of opportunities. And for sure, you cannot live the life of faith if you're always looking for a reason to quit. Amen. I mean, you know, you, you can get to the place over a period of time where living this life of faith becomes somewhat easier because you've, you've learned how to resist, you've learned how to stand and so forth, but there's always opposition. No matter who you are, no matter how long you've been in this, there's always opposition. And you, you have to understand that living by faith is not necessarily a bed of roses, but at the same time, it's the greatest way that you could ever live. Because the Bible says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. As I said yesterday, I've never had more problems in my life till I started living by faith. But at the same time, I've never had more victories in my life until I started living by faith. I would not have the testimonies that I have today. And believe me, I have tons of testimonies. God's been faithful to me, never disappointed me, never, never not confirmed his word with sign following. He's been faithful to me, but I wouldn't have those testimonies if I hadn't made that decision way back there in 1969 when I first began that I am no longer a good starter. I am a finisher, praise God. And, and compromise is no longer a part of my life. Look at somebody and tell them, compromise is no longer a part of my life. Tell somebody else, inconsistency is no longer a part of my life. And now everybody say, I want God's best. And I know how to get it. Be consistent. And give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah.
So it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter six, <clears throat> that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Notice, through faith and patience. The message translation says, be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. Now that's what we're talking about, experiencing God's best. Let me make sure I'm talking to the right people. Does anybody in here want God's best? Okay. If we're going to have God's best, then we're going to have to follow this principle. Stay the course with committed faith. Committed faith. That means you don't wake up some mornings and ask yourself, do I really want to live this way? You don't go around asking yourself, is it worth it? You don't ask yourself, how much longer do I have to wait? No, those questions will only discourage you. That's the questions that Satan wants you to ask. The question you should be asking is, am I committed? Do I have a committed faith? Do I want God's best? Then, as Brother Hagin used to say, if I'm prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long. So let me see the hands of everybody that's prepared to stand forever. Then I got good news for you. It won't take very long if you will stay with that committed attitude. So notice, be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. The Passion Translation says, don't lose your enthusiasm. How many pastors are in here today? Would all the pastors stand up? Give them a good round of applause. Amen. Look at all the pastors. Okay, you can be seated. Have you ever had anybody in your church who lost their enthusiasm? (laughs) You had two Roberts? Okay. Some of you still don't know what we're talking about. You'll have to get the message and find out from yesterday. Lose their enthusiasm. Now, I should have asked this as well, but I didn't want to embarrass anybody. How many pastors have lost their enthusiasm? (laughs) I heard a guy say one time, Lord, I'm not going to church this morning. I don't want to go. I'm not ever going again. I'm going to be like other Christians. They don't go when they don't want to go. The Lord said, son, you have to go. You're the pastor. (laughs) Well, sometimes you have the opportunities to lose your enthusiasm. Those are things that you you call them tactics of the adversary to get you discouraged and to lose your enthusiasm and to get you off course. Amen. The Bible says there is a way that seems right. But if there's a way that seems right, then there is a way that is right. Amen. And the way that is right is stay on course with committed faith. Now, I'm not saying that's easy. And most of you know 
Uh, you, you probably wouldn't be here if you hadn't made the decision to live by faith. And many of you are here today uh, seeking answers to what do I do next? Yes. Has anybody ever asked, what do I do next? I asked the Lord one time, I said, what do I do next? I mean, it looked like it was never going to work. I said, what do I do next? He said, stand. I said, I have been standing. What do I do next? He said, now you're scriptural. Having done all to stand, stand. I want to say, is anybody else up there? I'd like a second opinion. <laughs> Has anybody ever got tired of standing? Yes. I'm going to cast lying devils out in just a minute. <laughs> tired of standing? Yes. I've stood. Well, if you've done all to stand, now you're scriptural. Stand. Just keep standing, praise God. Amen. How long? You don't ask how long. You just keep standing. You ask yourself, do I truly want God's best? And if you do, then it takes staying the course with committed faith. So once again, the Passion Translation says, don't lose your enthusiasm but follow the example of those who fully receive what God has promised because of their patient endurance. Notice they fully received. That's God's best, that you and I fully receive everything that he's promised. Like the message translation said, with committed faith, stay in the course, then they get everything that was promised them. Now go on and notice in verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, everybody say patiently endured. That was weak. Let's say it again. Patiently endured. So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The message translation says, Abraham stuck it out and got everything God promised to him. Amen. Stuck it out. That's another way of saying, stay the course. Amen. Stay the course. Are there any pilots in here? I know, Tracy, you fly them. Uh, what happens if you deviate from the course? You, you wind up landing somewhere else eventually. That's the reason you have a course, okay? But if you deviate from the course and you don't correct it, then you're not gonna end up where you had planned to end up. And it doesn't take much, okay? I remember uh, when I first started flying, uh, <laughs> I was up in uh, uh, Arkansas and I had intended to land in Springdale, Arkansas. And so I'm on final approach, call the tower. They give me permission to land. And so I'm looking down here, you know, no, I, I, was, I was going to Fayetteville and, and I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the runway and I heard the tower say, where are you? I said, I'm on final approach, I see the runway. I said, you're not landing in Fayetteville, you're landing in Springdale. I'd got off course. 
if you get off course, you're going to wind up somewhere that you didn't want to be. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen? So once again, he says, stay the course with committed faith. Now, something that most Christians struggle with is inconsistency. Let's be honest this morning. Let me see the hands of everybody who's ever had an opportunity and you took that opportunity to be inconsistent. <laughs> Most everybody in here, including myself, if I was to ask Brother Copeland, I'm sure that he would say he was the only one who's never been inconsistent. <laughs> We've all had the opportunity to be inconsistent. And most of us have jumped at that opportunity from time to time. Christianity, or most Christians, struggle with inconsistency. They do what they know to do. They do what the Bible tells them to do, but they do it for short periods of time. Inconsistency. That's the reason why uh, many times you, and, I, and I've pastored uh, that many times people start leaving your church is because they don't think what you've been teaching them is working. And it's working, but they weren't consistent. What was it Keith Moore said one time? He said, uh, somebody told him, uh, this faith stuff doesn't work. He said, oh, it works. It's you that don't work or something similar to that. Amen? Inconsistent. And when, when people uh, get frustrated, they start looking for another church. And then when they still don't see results, they start looking for another church. Always looking for, you know, the path of least resistance, so to speak. I don't know where we came up with charismatic. I think it should have been called cruisomatic. <laughs> They just, they just go from one church to another, one church to another. I, I remember years ago, before uh, Brother Copeland had these believers conventions, I had what I called believers rally. And it was the same week of August, first week of August. And it was a week long meeting. And it was back in the uh, middle 70s, 76, uh, we started them. And, uh, we called it Believer's Rally. And I had Fred Price, and I had Charles Capp, and I had Buddy Harrison, Happy Caldwell, myself. We were all the speakers, Ed Dufresne. And uh, uh, I remember one time when Brother Price was there, this lady came up to him, and she'd been in my church, but she, she was no longer there. And she come up to Brother Price and said, Oh, Brother Fred, uh, I, I, I love to hear all the faith preachers. And I just go from this church to that church. And I go hear this faith preacher. And then I go hear this faith preacher. And I go hear this faith preacher. And I guess she thought Brother Fred was going to commend her. <laughs> and what he said was, and I'm standing there by him, you know, and what he said was, what you telling me, little woman, is you no good to none of them. <laughs> yeah. and I just walked away. <laughs> Because Fred told it just how it was, you know. Like my dad used to say, it's the Southern phrase. He told him how the cow ate the cabbage, you know. And he said, woman, you telling me you ain't no good to any of them. 
That's not what she wanted to hear, you know? So inconsistency is one of the reasons, major reasons, that many Christians fail to receive God's best. Now, another way that you could call this or another way, uh, term that you could use or phrase, falling back into old habits. Falling back into old habits. Peter had a problem with this in the early stage of his walk with Christ. Let's go to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Sometimes I wonder what Jesus was thinking when he selected these men. Peter was a loud mouth, couldn't back half what he said. James and John, mama's boys. They said, mama, you go tell Jesus we're the best disciples he's got and that we want a position on his left hand and the right hand when he comes into his kingdom. And mama went and told Jesus. And I'm sure she said, and don't let Peter because he's not near the boy that my boys are. And Philip, Philip was always, everything went over his head. Jesus started a discourse on his relationship with his father. Said things like this, from about John 11 to about John 17. If you've seen the father, if you've seen the son, you've seen the father. I and my father are one. It's the father within me. He doeth the works. And after he got through with all that, Philip said, show us the father. <laughs> and, and Jesus turned to, the other, turned to Philip and said, how long am I going to have to be with you? Yeah. <laughs> how long am I going to have to be with you when you get this? So sometimes we fall into old habits fall back into old habits. So notice in Matthew or Mark rather 14, inconsistency in Peter's life. Look at verse uh, 22. As they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it, gave it to them and said, take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in heaven or in the kingdom of God. And when they had uh, sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives, Jesus saith unto them, And ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Then after that, I am risen. I will go before you into Galilee. Look at verse 28, 29. But Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, yet will not I. even though everybody else might be offended. That sounds real good. You can count on me, Lord. I will never be offended at you. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crowed thrice, thou shalt deny me. 
thou shalt deny me. And then, of course, you know the story. Look at verse 53. They led Jesus away to the high priest and, and so forth. And then look at verse 66. And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there passeth one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter, uh, she said unto him, uh, you were with Jesus. You were with Jesus. And he said, I know not the man. And just a few moments before, in front of all the other disciples, in front of Jesus, mm -hmm. though everybody else will be offended at you, I will never be offended at you. Not me, Jesus. You can count on me. A few minutes later, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. That's inconsistency. But that's pre-day of Pentecost in Peter's life. And after the day of Pentecost, you don't see this man ever inconsistent again. Why do some Christians thrive while others seem to just struggle? Is it possible for you to experience a greater level of God's goodness and favor? Today's faith-building offer, Experiencing God's Best Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's new book, God's Maximum, and his revealing four-part audio series, Why Some Aren't Experiencing God's Best. Learn how to strengthen your faith and refuse to allow Satan to rob you of God's best. In this package, Jerry reveals the prerequisite for receiving God's promises, what qualifies you for the maximum, the six reasons why people quit, and the missing ingredient in many believers' lives. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Experiencing God's Best special package. Do you value the blessing of God on your life and what it can produce for you? Begin to order your lives in accordance with God's way and put yourself in position to receive His best. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a joy sharing the Word with you. And once again, we invite you to join with us again next week as we continue this study on why some are not experiencing God's best. Let me read this scripture to you once again from Hebrews chapter 6 from the message translation. It says, be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. Stay the course with committed faith. Don't you want everything God has promised to you? Well, that's what it takes. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't decide that God's not listening to you. God's not paying any attention to you. No, don't think like that. That's the devil trying to get you to let go, to turn back, and then he will, ex he will actually prevent you from receiving, receiving what God has promised you. So don't let that happen. Just stay the course, stay with committed faith, and then get exactly what this scripture promised, everything that God has promised to you. Amen? Let me remind you our resources this week, why some aren't experiencing God's best, four CDs on this subject, it's taken from the Southwest Believers Convention, powerful anointing on each message, and I believe it's going to inspire your faith. And then my brand new book, God's Maximum, Going to the Highest Level Attainable. You need to understand what God's maximum is and how that you can obtain it. It's right here in the Word of God, and we go over those scriptures thoroughly and show you how that you can experience God's best in every area of your life. So if you'd like to have these resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, 
or all the ordering information is on your screen right now. Uh, the price, the address, everything that you need to know. So please place your order right away. Thank you again for joining with us, and I look forward to seeing you next week on Adventures in Faith.